Is that kombucha? It was. It's water now. Test. What, what is kombucha? Fermented tear water with probiotics. How can you have fermented water? I, I don't know. You put sugar in it. No. Fermented water is it's a, just, that's a, like a water bottle that you left in your car for a month. It's a fermented tea. Okay. I didn't. I don't think they're all tea based though. I don't. I'm not sure. So kombucha is just fermented sugar water. Sugar, sugar water tea, but not not to the point of being alcoholic. No. Well, like barely. It's it's um, it's non-zero, but it's not alcoholic. So it's like a near beer. Yeah. Contains less than point. So kombucha is near beer for hipsters. I mean, but it's a probiotic. That's the focus. <laughs> Maybe I'm a hipster. <coughs> I'm not, but you might be. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not. Right. Uh, welcome, welcome to Pro Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. I'm Chris Telesbo, and uh, we are back in the studio. Thank you so much. We've had really great support. We took three weeks off of recording so Chris could travel, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, we've gotten great response to the episodes. Uh, the listenership keeps going up, so that means somebody's telling somebody else about it because. Uh, it's really just grown word of mouth. This is really, really uh, encouraging. So thank you guys for listening, and thanks for emailing in. We got some emails. We, we'll get to them either this hour, or this week, or uh, next time we record, which will be about 30 seconds after we end this recording. So um, if you did write in, we really appreciate it, and we will answer your question. And please write in to us at uh, paramdiscgolf at gmail.com. So, um, oh, uh we're also getting a little bit of traction on our Facebook page, which is kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. So we'll talk about that uh, probably in our next episode as well. So, um, but Chris, you went on a little uh, disc golf trip. safari. Yeah. Yeah. A little a mini tour, if you will. Um, I went down to Vegas for the Las Vegas Challenge and from there down to Phoenix for the Discraft Memorial Championships. So. And those are both NT? Uh, Vegas was an NT this year, and Memorial was a Pro Tour event. Okay. So, just I, as big. Just as big, but just different mm-hmm. categories, I guess. Yeah. Now, they're both rated rounds for PDGA, right? Yeah, they're both sanctioned. Um, two of the biggest, I mean, biggest level tournaments of the year. Yeah. So, now, are they just biggest in the West or just biggest period? Probably biggest period. I mean, they're on par with any other NT. You get 180-ish open players. Yeah, it's a big deal. This is prime disc golf. So I'm, I'm, again, fairly new to the sport, fairly new to the community. So this is all kind of new to me. Um, I started playing seriously. Not seriously. I'm not serious about anything. Uh, (laughs) Except for my wife. I love you. Uh, (laughs) um, But I started playing regularly about a year ago. And uh, so I, I... you know, didn't follow any tournaments or anything like that. So this is kind of the first year. I wouldn't say I'm following tournaments, but you certainly hear about them now. Mm-hmm. So um, Vegas was uh, – so all, all that I kept seeing and hearing was, it's so windy. It was windy, yeah. The first two days were – especially for Salt Lake, we have never seen that much wind up here. I've been here a long time. I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, well, it was sustained over the whole tournament, right? Um, almost. Almost. Mornings were a little bit calmer. Afternoons were a little bit ridiculous. And then it kind of switched later. But okay. the first couple of days were just... Is it a four-day or three-day? It was four with a cut. 
at 40% of people get to play the fourth. One round a day or two rounds a day? One round a day with tea times. With tea times, which okay. Which makes it interesting when you have 180 people. Yeah, that's a lot where of people to back on Where you have start course. out every 8 or 10 minutes. So you get people starting at 7, and the last group's not starting until afternoon, 1 or 2 o'clock. Wow. So when the weather changes all day, it kind of depends on when you go out. Yeah, for sure. But I, there's, I don't know another way to get that many people out on one course in no, a day. No, if so. you shotgunned it even then, but that's not... Can't fit them. No, you just can't. Like so, that's just part of the game, and you deal yeah. with what you get. Yeah, it's a tournament, and it's a big one, and it seemed like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Well, it's yeah. I, the Facebook picture that I was seeing, seemed, people yeah. seem to be having fun. Well, the uh, the best part about big tournaments for me is that it's more of a vacation. I'm not a 1050 golfer. I know this, so I don't go down there expecting to win. I'm just going to have fun playing, yeah. hang See out with people. Friends. It's just it's a vacation. So. Yes, it was fun. That's good. Yeah. And uh, like I said, not super windy in Salt Lake. Learning how to throw in 50-mile-an-hour wind was a blast as well. Well, we had a lot of wind the other day, and I had time where I could go play. Um, But while you were in Vegas uh, enjoying warm weather or warm-ish weather, Salt Lake actually had its first winter. (laughs) (laughs) In in March, we finally got winter. And... uh, so we, we've been buried. We were buried under a foot of snow just the other day. Mm-hmm. But um, before that, we had a big windstorm coming through. And so I, I was going to go play. I was like, it's 40-mile-an-hour winds. I don't think I'm going to go and have a great time. Play. And I've had a, In snow. Yeah, if I had a big open field, again, that's the snow too. Like, Because it, it goes off and your disc has just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you find it in the spring. Uh, <laughs> but if I had a big open field where I could try to throw them up and just see them play in the wind, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, just just trying to fight through the wind, and you know, wading through a foot of snow, I decided to you know wait till the weather weather improved a little bit. But yeah, um, good call. But during a tournament like that, that's that's got to be. So we've talked up on this show before about how you don't try new things in a tournament. Mm-hmm. You 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 do all your prep well before, and the tournament you just go play mm-hmm. the game that you think you know how to play. That seems like a completely different game in that kind of wind. Yeah, I don't. I don't think many people know how to play in that much wind. No, I mean, why would you? I, you live in Kansas. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a very hard time. My, from elevation, I don't need super overstable stuff. So I went down there. It was still overstable enough. It got windy. It was no longer overstable enough. Oh yeah. So, I was dealing with all sorts of fun, and with how much out of bounds is down there. Oh, it's a tight, yeah, it's really tight fairways, right? Yeah, everything's out of bounds. That's my summary. Courses are awesome. The tee pads they put in this year were stellar, but everything's out of bounds. So Now, is that, why? Is it just the nature of, of the course and it needs to be that way because of the, the, the land that they have? Or was it to make the course more challenging for the tournament? Or, or what's th- the deal? I think it's for challenge. A lot of it's actually pretty tastefully done. Okay. Like, I don't have many complaints about stupid OB. Um but with low, fast fairways, everything's skippy. There's a lot of ground play. You add a ton of wind, it's not hard to find out of bounds. Oh, for sure. Yeah. On any hole. So it was fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. Big, cheesy smile. So something that was locally that was kind of cool, um, one of our local players uh, actually won, like was leading mm-hmm. the first day. Yeah, Jesse Adams. 
Yeah, which is really pretty cool. I, I just saw that come up across like on Facebook. Somebody said like Jesse's actually living here. I don't think I. I think I probably met Jesse, but mm-hmm. I don't know him. You know him pretty well. Yeah, he's a good friend. Yeah, um, that's I, awesome. I actually saw him after he went out like an hour or maybe hour and a half before me the first day, and so he had probably about that hour of no wind before it started coming in. Okay. Because I had two holes without wind, and then the rest of the week was windy. Yeah. So he was maybe nine, nine, ten holes in before it started. So he came in before me. I came in, shot like par. Felt okay about it because it was windy. Yeah. And he told me what he shot, and I was like, dude, you're going to be winning. Like, that's nobody's going to touch that in this weather. And he's like, oh, no, no, those guys are good. Like, it's a good round, but it's not going to hold. And people were talking. People were overhearing. And he actually made a little smirk at Paul Macbeth when somebody pointed at him and said, that guy, he shot the 48. And so even, like, the top players were talking about this score. Yeah. Knowing that they had to go out in this wind and try to hang with that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he left a good impression with that. No, that's that's awesome. And that's you tell me that's his first NT, right? I believe it was, yeah. Which first is, big tournament gets on a lead card. That's fantastic. It's awesome. But And you could say, like, wow, it's just the win. But he ended up finishing – in the top 20 16th yeah so that's not just a fluke of like oh he can you know he got lucky on that first day of, of playing he finished top 20 for the rest of the three days mm-hmm. like that's that's impressive yeah and i mean sure he had good fortune to go out early the first day but he played well he took advantage and that's yeah. what you do when you get favorable conditions well you put me on the course and <laughs> you know no wind like just put up you know in the stadium yeah and i'm not going to shoot a competitive score. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's impressive. So, uh, good job, Jesse. That's Absolutely. really cool. I'm stoked for him. Yeah. And spoiler, it's now official. He just got picked up by latitude 64 as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for him. So that was he unsponsored then going into this? He was. Yeah. So that's cool. So, so you guys sh- are kind of, we're teammates. Yeah. yeah. I count it close enough. Yeah. The same people own both of us. So I count yeah. it. That's just, really cool. It's just like extended family. They're still family. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yes. Good for him. Good job, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening. You should, why not? Aren't, why aren't you if you aren't? Jesse, why aren't you listening? <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> Somebody that knows Jesse, besides Chris, tell him that you know we talked about him and told him how great he is. <laughs> so that was Vegas. How did you do in Vegas? Um, I feel like I played fairly well. I just went out of bounds 24 times Oh, geez. in four rounds, which is kind of a lot. Well, um, but yeah, again, with that much, because I've seen I've seen footage of those courses and they are skippy, fairways. Yeah. But with the wind, that's crazy. Yeah, um, I'm tied. I tied with Jeremy Coling with most OBs. If anyone has beaten us, let us know before we claim our gold medal for that. That's. But it's there, man. It's now that's an open, right? Or is it because is there uh, are there different divisions of this tournament? Yeah. Or is, okay. Oh, there were tons. Yeah, they had. Uh, pretty much every division I could think of. Yeah, because from... I'm sure I would have beat you if I was playing in the OB. I mean, probably, but maybe not. A lot of it was overambitious, like trying to get to stuff I can't Oh, that would have been me, yeah. yeah. So I don't see know. if I can run the 75-foot putt and, and 30-mile-an-hour wins. And every basket's on a hill, so you don't do that ever. You just don't. Yeah. Um, now, with that wind, were there ever holes where the wind was in your favor, where it was a nice tailwind and you could you know, just... What's funny like, about hey, that? Just see how I can, far I can let this thing go. Is the two windy days? I had a headwind on all but two holes. <laughs> like this course plays down, turns around, and plays back. 
But and I played into a headwind, turned around and played into a headwind. Nice. And so no for me, but watching some other groups, the wind was not super consistent. Yeah. So they got to park this like 650 foot hole because they got a nice little tailwind. Yeah. I was like, cool guys. I had a 30 mile an hour headwind and I took three throws to get there. Thanks. <laughs> and if you watch actually the, the coverage of it, um, one of the, I don't remember which round it was. But Jeremy Colling's doing commentary, and he played earlier than the guys on film. And he had similar wind to me, so I was listening to, listening to his commentary. And he's talking about, yeah, this hole had a really nasty headwind. It was playing really difficult, and then it's just calm on film. And he's like, oh, these guys don't have the same conditions. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's Vegas. I mean, well, that's that's yeah, that's playing outdoors and just yeah, yeah. It's the weather doesn't dictate what we do. It's the you know that's the the date that, of the event. And now I'm sure they'll, they'll if it's you know rain light. Unless there's lightning, they're going to cancel the tournament. Lightning but delay. Yeah. Is that as will they play in the rain and play through yep. that? Yeah, until there's lightning. Yeah, that's good. I don't think wind would ever stop it. I can't unless, if it like, didn't stop Vegas. I well, yeah, unless a tornado touchdown or something. Yeah, and within a certain radius, mm-hmm. then it's you know just not safe to be there. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, pro tip: don't 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 play in the lightning or, or, or tornado. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't play it. Although distance record, it just gets I would like to throw into a tornado. That would be kind of cool. Just <laughs> see where it ends up. Yeah, just grab like an X out disc and just never just find it. it. Yeah, just see where it went. You get a phone. Oh, you could leave a number, and then whoever finds it and calls you, say, "Where'd you find it?" It could be miles away, <laughs> like a message in a bottle. Yep, a disc in a tornado. That's a. Let's make that a thing. So when the police get back together, that'll be their new song. Disc in a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Don't do that, Sting. I don't, my guess is Sting does not play disc golf. Hey, uh, you never know. A lot of celebrities do. No, Sting doesn't play disc golf. <laughs> Sting does not play disc golf. I don't know if Sting plays golf. Oh, um, man. <laughs> wouldn't that be the best thing ever, though, if, like, Sting's a listener and then he just sends us his PDGA number? Oh, God. Or if that song came out. Yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, if you're talented... Uh, I don't love our theme music that we use. Um, so podcasting is weird. To try to get rights to music is very, very difficult, uh, especially when you're doing it on the level that, when the scale that we're doing it at. If you're, you know, one of the, the bigger podcasts that's got uh, more listeners than we do and more of a budget than we do, then maybe they can figure something out. But uh, if we have one second of copyright copyright protected music on our podcast that's at least the that's the the little verbiage that was given to us it will be pulled from certain places that host our podcast so mm. uh if you are musically talented and you want to write us a theme song please do and let us know that would be fantastic so until then i'll just keep using what i found which is i'm super grateful for it it was a podcaster whipped some stuff together on GarageBand and posted it up and um, I was able to cut one of those together for our intro and outro music, but um, I'm not a techno-y type person, but that's, the, <laughs> that's what's there. That's what's there. So uh, if you if you want to take a shot at that, just uh, write in, email us, send us on Facebook, something, but let us know. That would be fantastic. Uh, if not, then we'll just keep using what we've got and just enjoy the just sultry sounds it. of our voice. So, uh, 
Okay, so Vegas, baby. Uh, played, played Vegas, super windy, mm-hmm. fun. You finished, sorry, where'd you finish? You, you made the cut. I made the cut, so yeah. S- sad, funny story. I think it's amusing. I got a lot of sympathy from people, but they, the cut to play the final day was the top 40%. Okay. And I made the cut. The pay line for the end of that fourth round was also 40%, and I did not get paid. Because of ties, 67 people got to play. Oh, and the the structure for payout was 66, and that was fixed. So no matter how many people got to play the last day, 66 were getting paid. And so I knew that going in. I don't think anyone else did because I wanted to ask Jeff. And I kind of psyched myself into losing. But I got to play. I made the cut. It was fun. Okay. But if you – so whoever finished last that day didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what are you getting paid if you're on the like the 67th guy or 66th? Uh, last cash is usually pretty close to entry fee. Okay, so I think so, I think this event was like 180 or 200. Okay, and it was 225 to play. Okay, so, so it still feels got, good. Yeah, so that, it helps for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm, a couple tournaments I played, it's like oh, 35 dollars. Yeah, the the little ones. I've I've taken little enough money from an event. I was like, why just just keep it? Like yeah. I don't want 17 dollars. That just doesn't feel good. I've seen what you drive. That's gas money. Yes, that's almost that's half a tank. Yeah, that's half that's a pretty tank. good. <laughs> okay, so from Vegas, you like headed straight down to Phoenix. Yep, from okay. Vegas to Phoenix to practice. Now, were you like carpooling with anybody or? Uh, no, I had myself. Okay, plus three weeks of stuff in my little golf. So it was cozy anyway. Yeah. Um, the tricky bit here is that um, Las Vegas Challenge ended on a Sunday. And the memorial starts on a Wednesday, the same week. So you got a couple days to. So yeah, you can drive over Sunday night and practice two days. Well, because yeah, it's not a long drive. What to Vegas to Phoenix is four and a half hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. So I I actually drove over Monday, took a little break to celebrate uh, Dustin Keegan's birthday. Got in Monday night, just practiced Tuesday. Two courses to play, one day to practice. Not going to practice both. Just vacation mode, and then we started Wednesday. So very quick turnover for two big tournaments back to back. Yeah, that's how it's been forever. I don't like it, but I guess that makes it nice for people that are touring to, you know, and you can you can do that, you know, and it's not a you take two weeks off of work and hit two mm-hmm. big tournaments. But you could, I mean, Memorial has always started on Wednesday. That's what it is, but it could totally bump to Thursday to Sunday. So it goes Wednesday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what it does. Thursday to Sunday would give us an extra practice day, travel day, something. But, yeah, Phoenix was much nicer weather. Memorial TDs, if you're listening, Chris would really like you to move it to Thursday. I'm not the only one. I'm sure. Yeah. But that's how it's always been. It's it's what it is. Yeah. Now, what are they memorializing? Um, I don't know where the name came from. It might be that Fountain Hills is like a veterans memorial park. Oh, okay. Like there's some I should know better. I didn't read or I feel bad now. But some military memorial exists at Fountain Hills Park. So I'm guessing it came from that. Probably then. Yeah. That's as good an answer as anybody. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But it's called the Memorial Championship. All right. And it used to finish at Fountain Hills, so I'm going with that. Okay. Final I like answer. That. I like that. Okay. Um, much, much nicer weather in Phoenix. It was 70 and sunny. Oh, that's lovely. Vegas was like 45 and windy. Yeah. And Vegas, when it's cold, is so... People think, Vegas, I'm going to Vegas, woo! And they just bust out their shorts and their flip-flops and their gambling shirts. 
and uh, Vegas can get really cold. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's high desert; like it can yeah. get it can get chilly. Yeah. So I, I've I have been in Las Vegas and have seen frost on the ground before. Yeah. The the women that back to Vegas two seconds. The women that teed off in the morning very well may have had frost. It was yeah. thirty five degrees. Yeah. So so cold. In Another Vegas. pro tip: if you're going to Vegas in the winter, bring a coat. It's, yes, it's, it's chilly. I, yes. So Phoenix was lovely. No wind. If you're going to Phoenix in the winter, just just wear your flip flops. <laughs> yeah. Less wind, lots of sunshine. Good time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So were you staying in hotels? Were you couch uh, surfing? In, in Vegas, I got a, an Airbnb with a bunch of Salt Lake friends, and that was awesome. We had a great time. Great house right next to the course. And in Phoenix, I slept at Jeff Flanders' house, just a disc golf friend I met. Nice. Through Eric. He's an awesome dude. He put us up for free, so I donated him some Frisbees. Yeah. Um, but super gracious. He didn't do it. He just likes staying out. Did he play the tournament or just? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he just took... I want to say he took like 15th in oh, advanced. So, yeah, good showing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's part of the cool thing about disc golf and traveling is we're all friendly. I've never met somebody who would say, no, you can't stay here. He had a guest bed and a sofa, and he ended up with three of us sleeping in his house and Tina and Eric's RV in the driveway. Like, he just, sure, guys, come on in. He has six yeah. baskets in his backyard. Like, total disc golf host. It was awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Cool. So, well, it was awesome. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'd, I'd plug that, but I don't think he wants to be, you know. Yeah, no. I, th- I think that one week in a month, he's, he's good, or a year, he's, yeah. he's good. So, public thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Well, thank Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, tell us about that tournament. Tell us how the play went. Um, so, this year, the last two years, I think, we played on three courses. This year, they took it back down to just two. Okay. Which I think was a good change. Why? Um, the other course wasn't quite championship level. They fitted on a little nine-hole ball, nine ball golf course. And some of the holes are some of my favorite holes I've ever played. But some of them were, we have 120 feet. We need another basket. Oh. Go. So just squeeze squeeze a hole in. Yeah. And I think that's why they dropped it this year. Um, and so we played Vista Del Camino XL layout twice. And we played Fountain Hills XL layout twice. Well, Fountain twice for everybody, Vista twice for those who made the cut. Nice. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, very much the same as every year. It's a lot of the same shots, but I, I enjoy playing it. I, uh, I played very timid, which doesn't work. I uh, had like six or seven three putts from Circle's Edge. Oh, wow. Because I go timid, and then I hit something, and then it rolls back to Circle's Edge the worst yeah so it was i mean it was painful i got super frustrated um because i've been putting so well here in vegas i was putting well and i just lost it overnight yeah so i got a little frustrated but injuries held up body held up got to throw frisbees did some cool stuff now you you i don't know if you it was a i don't think you texted me i think it was like a facebook post or something you saw something that the uh, just astronomical odds against ever seeing. You saw a disc collide with something. Oh no! Don't bring it up. Yeah. So, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little caveat here for those of you that don't know. Chris is an a- absolute animal lover. He's he's been a vegan for I don't know a decade. Six years. Six years. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, almost a decade. And I, I can't imagine that this didn't have take some 
some toll on your game because this was this first round it was it might have been the first day okay what happened so at fountain hills it it's pretty much a pond with a giant fountain in the middle and a park that plays around it okay and i think these birds are called coots something like that they're these little duck things i don't know they're adorable oh okay yeah i think i know what you're talking about but there are a ton of them they're walking through fairways they're swimming in the pond they're flying around they're everywhere so every year you'll see some get hit with discs i saw some bones sticking out of legs i saw some necks flopped sideways and i think it was the first day at fountain so it's not uncommon for this to happen then no but it doesn't make it easier no the one i watched though tragic like advisory warning um i was walking watching some people tee off on hole one which is 390 feet over a pond the whole way and these birds were swimming in the pond right so you're throwing over it yeah they should be safe Somebody pulled one straight down into the water and hit a bird probably in, like, the neck. Oh, no. This bird flips upside down. Okay. Its legs are flailing, so it's not dead. Yeah. But it can't flip upright because something broke. Yeah. So I watched it get hit, flip upside down, and then slowly drown. drown. And I was standing there. I was like, what can I do if I jump into this pond that's not even water? It's green. It's disgusting. Could I save this little bird? The answer is no. I know. No. And it was so hard to watch. You're, you're not an avian, you know, no. neurosurgeon. No. But it was awful. Yeah. It really it really hit me hard. Um, I I was going to try to find a gif of this, and I thought, no, this is probably not the right time to do it. It wasn't. No. Of the, um, the, the Randy Johnson? Yes. Yeah, somebody found it and put it up. I'm sure they did. Thanks. But, <laughs> which is an amazing amazing pitch and just like the, the, the footage of google randy johnson hitting a bird i mean yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing a ball of feathers yeah like there's at least that bird died fast oh gone like yes. obliterated there's I mean, some sympathy there yeah it, it got hit by something like 105 miles an hour well that's Similar in size, but way more dense mm-hmm. than it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it would be if, like, a Gavin-sized chunk <laughs> of, of dark matter came at me at 105 miles an hour. Like, just, just you, you, you're done. So, uh, poor bird. But, so I thought it was, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that, that frequent for these birds to get hit, for one thing. But I also didn't realize. I thought it was like in flight. No, it, so it should have been safe, and it wasn't. And and again, like I'm sure the person was not aiming for the bird, especially in a tournament. No, not straight out of bounds either. Yeah. Yeah, just like just, just bad luck yeah. for all around. Yeah, it was sad. I have a hard time playing that course because there are so many injured birds, and I just I can't contribute. If I if I ever hit one, I'm done. I will never go back. Like I had to change my shot on two holes. To avoid them. How much do you think that, like, did, that probably got into your head, right? Like that. Kind I mean, of, it, yeah. It spooked me pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's what, maybe that is why I missed all my putts. I maybe, don't know. But if you're going to hit a bird, your putt's the best, you know, that's what you want to hit them with. You don't hit them with a high-speed driver. Yes. Yes, yes. Your ballista pro would decapitate a bird. It might. Yeah, it could. Yeah. It definitely could. But, you know. Speaking of quick plug, ballista pros go very far. Very far. I, I've been hearing that from folks, but yeah. Like, How far are we throwing it at a lower elevation? Uh, I threw a special edition, so the more like gold line plastic, 
on turnovers that probably went 500 to 525 on just a left to right flight. So no flex, no finish, just just a turnover. Wow. Yeah. And it it doesn't take much work for me to get that. What is gold line? What's the It's uh, more like Oh, fusion. Fusion. Okay. Fusion so like gold of, or kind of like a starish. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. I haven't held star plastic in a long time, a little but bit it grippy. looks like that. Got some star plastic over there. Um, but yeah, kind of grippy-ish. Yeah, 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 grippy. Okay. Durable. Um, nice. They go very far. Nice. I was going to do the distance comp in Vegas. Oh, they have one? They do. Um, but I was in a little bit of back spasm pain from oh. my sleeping, and the big guns showed up and throw a 650, and I don't. Yeah, Egan, so. Egan, Egan and Simul. Eagle and Simon. Egan and Simul. Egan and Simul. Yeah, I'm gonna run with that. But I, now they are they. They're just good. Eagle won Vegas, right? Eagle won Vegas. Simon won Phoenix. Oh wow, I didn't know. So Simon won Crush Phoenix, Boys crushed that. the first two. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked for them both. And those guys throw just insanely far. Are mm-hmm. there guys that are throwing farther than them that just don't have the rest of their game together? Not farther, but as far. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the distance contest this year, I don't know if AB threw, but Simon Eagle, Drew Gibson, Garrett Gerthy. And Anthony Barella are all that power range. And probably more. Those guys just do it because it's fun. Yeah. A lot of guys like Macbeth can probably throw that far. He just doesn't because yeah. it's probably not enjoyable or not worth his time or whatever. Yeah. But those those five. Why, why lose something if you don't have Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've never watched um, Garrett Gerthy throw double G. I haven't. No. Yeah. Double G. He's not a very big dude. And he crushes. Well, I think Eagles all have what thirteen pounds, and yeah, but at least he's like six four. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. So I've only seen him on my phone. Yeah, I'd give Eagle so. like six four, one sixty, somewhere, oh, wow. somewhere there. He's he's big then. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and Simon's probably six three, one sixty. They, no offense, guys, but you do not look that tall on the on, on the, camera on camera. Yeah, yeah, but it's probably because they're always standing right next to each other, and I just assume yeah. that they're not. Yeah, they're normal. Yeah, and then you get Double G, who's like. Don't be offended, anybody. Maybe like five ten. Okay, like one fifty. He's a little guy. Five ten is not an offensive height. You're well. Like, what, if he's taller, four? if he's taller than that, I don't want to be like. Oh, he's oh okay. so small. I have no idea how tall he is. He's little yeah. compared to. He's he's average height. Yeah, he's an a av- very average sized person. Yeah, and he throws just as far. So if you've never watched him throw, you should. Okay, I'll it's have cool. To look that up. It's cool. Um, well, that's that's fun. So not super stoked with your performance, but do you think you'll go back next year for those? Um, strong maybe, strong maybe. I've done it for a few years now, um, and I do because it's close, convenient. They're back to back, so I can save money on the trip. Yeah. Um, there are some other big ones that I kind of want to play, that I can't justify doing as well. So one of these years, I'll switch from those two to maybe like the now MVP Open and Beaver State Fling or something. Yeah. Just to get to go play the other pretty ones. That makes sense. Because I've done these a few times now. But Memorial's a big one. Like I, you know. Uh, like kind of the whole team shows up, right? So you get yeah. to see everybody. And yeah, and that that's a big draw for me with Memorial is the dynamic group, like the DD family that goes. I mean, we went to dinner and had twenty five of us. Nice. And that's, I mean, other than Emporia, that's probably the biggest showing that I think we would have. How many? Do you know how many players are on the team? Not off my head. I'd okay. guess forty. Okay, so that's a 50. very good percentage, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I mean Jeremy came out, Bobby was out filming. And again, remember these are they're professional disc golfers, but these are all dudes who have a job, like mm-hmm. and do not support themselves by playing disc golf. I think we have for the most part. 
probably eight or ten touring players now who just play. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, that that is. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of touring players, uh, Eric, your buddy, you got to hang out with him. Yeah. He played well. Vegas was a little mean to him, but he played well in Phoenix. I think Vegas was mean to everybody. Except Eagle. Yeah. Now, I, I did see, like, little clips of um, Joe Mez or whoever was doing the the the, the upside-down putting. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Oh, uh, Ricky's? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just to, is that to fight through the I would have never even thought of that until seeing it. And then it's like, I guess try anything. But. Yeah. If you take a putter and putt with it upside down, they're usually seriously overstable. Yeah. Like they'll just, I mean, they're not designed to fly that way. So they just dump out. Well, and it's designed it's to not fly the other way. It's like a spoiler versus a wing. Yeah. So it, it just falls out. It hyzers out hard. And probably the coolest thing I saw in that 50 mile an hour wind day was on that 600 foot par three. I don't know what it was. But it's a long par three. Ricky put it like 20 feet out, and he had a 20-foot, Ricky Wysocki, 20-foot putt into this blistering headwind. He putts hard. He's a great putter. Flips it upside down. Putts as hard as I've ever seen him putt, and it goes straight from 20 feet, and he just jammed it. Just like, straight up. That's the coolest two I've seen in such a long time. Wow. But he was he took his time. He looked spooked. Like, it was a terrifying 20-footer because, I mean, you're throwing into a tornado. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. But he made it. Now, I saw another bit of footage that with him, and I, I kind of want your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Nico? Is In that Phoenix, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the foot fault. Yep. So I'm sure everybody was talking about that because he seemed pretty upset by it. Yeah. I don't know who Nico is. I've never heard of him before that. Kind of no offense, up. Nico. I, I just don't follow the, the tournaments at all. So uh, the, the player I know the best is the one who's sitting across from me. So... <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was clearly a foot fault. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was more than he was probably thirty six inches that you've got or twelve inches that you've got. Uh, or, you have eleven now, so eleven. So yeah, he was definitely and he was probably about two feet behind his marker. Yeah, so quite a bit, but a full run up on a long drive. So you know, it's like taking another drive on the fairway. Um, so I can understand. You know, if if you're running up on the tee pad, you're not. You know exactly mm-hmm. sure of where your foot's going to be. I can understand the fault there. Uh, so for those of you that don't know uh, or didn't see this, um, yeah, yeah, just kind of break okay. it down real quick. So real quick, the hole is like 750 feet, maybe long hole, skinny, out of bounds, both sides fairway. There's a lake on one side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen anyone make the water though, because there's a sidewalk before it. Anyway, so tee shots just anywhere into the fairway. And then second shot, you have a tree in the middle and out of bounds both sides. So if you're on the right side, you go backhand down the right side. If you're on the left side, you go sidearm out over the sidewalk, come back in. Yeah, and Ricky was on the right side. He was right in the middle. He's right behind the right tree. Okay, but he did do a, a flick. Yeah. And so put his mini down, walks up, throws the sidearm around. It's fine. Nico calls him on a foot fault because he was, you know, two feet behind he, his he mini. Did. It yeah, was, he It was a foot fault. Yeah. And I, I guess um, the other two people in their car were on opposite sides of the fairway. One had just thrown, one was in his bag for something. So they didn't see it. They couldn't second the call. And the harassment, I think, came because Ricky didn't second it on himself. So the rule is you can call it, but it has to be seconded. And it's a stroke, right? Mm -hmm. It's just an immediate stroke now. But you still play from where it landed, or do you have to retake the shot? No, it used to be that you rethrow. Okay. Now it's you play where it is with a penalty stroke. Okay, but it used to be no penalty stroke, just Mm -hmm. rethrow? But then people could 
fault on purpose to try to rethrow maybe or I don't know. So the old rule was if you faulted and it got called, you rethrew with no penalty the first time. And then any subsequent foot fault throughout the, the round, round is rethrow with a stroke. Oh, okay. So they so changed that to no rethrow just and no warning. It's just you get a stroke. Okay. So he probably should have taken a penalty stroke. I think all the harassment came from him not agreeing with Nico to second in on himself and say, oh, that is a foot fault. You're right. I'll take my stroke. But there's also kind of a, a gray zone on what faults you're allowed to call on yourself with these new rules. And I'm actually not totally sure. Um, I like yeah, to I think know. that if I were in that situation, I'd be like, oh, I did foot fault. Like somebody second it and I'll write it down. Yeah. But, but I, I can also, I'm, I'm with you and I'm, but again, I'm also not terribly concerned with one stroke when I'm throwing because. But it, I mean, in 10th place, fifth place, that's a couple hundred bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. So. No, at that level, that makes a big difference. And you know, it's, it's a whole tour. Like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're gaining points for the season. And, uh, obviously he's somebody who's in contention for the crown mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So every stroke counts yeah. know, for him. Um, okay, every stroke counts for everybody. But again, I'm not, I'm. My goal is to finish in the middle of my divisions. I'm still not reached yet. So, um, but, um, so he's, uh, you know, I can understand that there's incentive for him to not call that. Mm-hmm. I've never met the guy, but he seems like a stand-up guy. I, yeah. So I don't know that he knew that he faulted. Like, I can completely understand that if I'm doing that, I wouldn't know that my foot was, uh-huh. you know, 12 inches behind where I was hoping it should be or where it should be. Mm-hmm. So my two things on this is anyone at that level knows where their foot is. Okay. And my my take on it is if he did it on purpose to get a better line around that tree or around a light pole or something, probably call it. If it was an honest misstep or like he forgot where it was, I mean, it's still a foot fault, but the intent wasn't to do it to benefit. Yeah. And so I usually don't call that, but if I saw somebody, anybody, like line up at their mini, be like, "Oh, that tree's in my way," but if I come back two feet, I can get around it. Yeah, you know but that that did not seem to be what was happening, at least in the footage that I saw. That's I mean I don't I don't think Ricky would do that on purpose. Yeah, I don't think he would try to take strokes like that. He's a good person. Well, and he seemed well clear of the tree, even if he was at his mini. Yeah, so, so. I don't know, but it is unusual especially for a Ricky sidearm to be that far away from where he's supposed to be. Regardless, didn't get seconded, didn't get stroked. Can't yeah. use the video evidence. People leave him alone. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. He's human. So, um, yeah, that's kind of right. Well, and I guess too, like, I don't know. That's a weird one. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm, if somebody called me, uh, well, and I have been called on a foot fault, and it wasn't seconded, and like I've, again, I played like two tournaments, um, but it was it was very kind. Like I didn't even know the guys. Like actually, that was a foot fault, mm-hmm. you know, and and nobody else saw it, so it didn't even count as a warning. Um, so that's fine. But I, I for me, it's like oh, I'm learning. Great, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just I threw, and then uh, my foot, I, I stepped forward to to balance myself to recover. So and, and in the circle. No, not in the circle. Oh. If you're out of the circle, you can follow through. Then I, then I don't know why it was a football. Maybe it was. I, I'm probably not understanding. Or it was a learning me. experience for everybody. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because that seemed weird to me. I was yeah. like, well, it's, you should be able to like. Yeah. No, as long as you release with support point behind it, you can follow through. 
Maybe maybe my maybe I didn't release before. My or you were in the circle. No, I definitely was not in the circle. Okay. Never in the circle, Chris. <laughs> Alrighty. But I I I will say. Um, so or sorry, anything else you want to say about the tournaments? Uh, think anybody else would find interesting? Any backstage, or not backstage? You know, behind the behind scenes. Behind the scenes. Um, I'm not. Okay. Not really. That's fine. You don't need to. Yeah, I, just I was trying to think of something cool, but um but I uh due to weather and just my schedule, didn't play for probably ten days here. Didn't even Ooh. like throw, you know. I like in my backyard with my kids or, you know, like whatever. And actually barely even that. Um but we've we had weird weather, we had, you know, wind, we had snow and and just life was in the way. Mm-hmm. Um but uh Went out and played two days ago. Just did nine rounds here at, at our local course, the U. It's just a nine-hole course. And played really well. Awesome. I'm really, really impressed with myself. Awesome. I was like, wow. I'm, and and um, I didn't measure my shots. I just barely figured out on UDES that you can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, But there's – so one of the holes here, five. The yep. it, It's an old – it's half of a – par three course that they've still have nine holes left so, and, and apparently that cor- that course may just all get turned into parking lot soon that's the plan which is a bummer it's a fun little course sad day um but uh one of them you're coming back and the hole the, the basket is inside of like a little bunker almost a, a berm of of earth around it mm-hmm. and i used to be always super stoked if i could just make it like to where I could easily throw over that berm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. The one yeah. coming back. The, the train tracks are on the, the tower right. usual. Yeah. Oh no, the one before that's six. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but I can now like make it over that hill and like in. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like I'm. That's awesome. And well, in some I was like, oh, I'm I'm actually like my drive is getting me in the circle. Like that was that was a really cool thing. Played through a couple few holes this morning. Not so much, but but it was there. Yeah, no, I actually, but I had a couple good shots this morning. But um, yeah, fun stuff. This morning, I posted the video already, but the the ground was so <gasps> frozen that I was getting backspin on the disc. Like I would just flip them up, and they would just like dance yep. on the snow, like it's ice. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Super pretty. I love watching discs dance on ice. I've never. Oh, I don't know that I've ever done it on. It's ice. pretty much what yours did. Yeah, but for like thirty seconds. Yeah, because we Less we don't get ice storms here very much. So, no, but it's so pretty. Yeah. That's cool. Well, what it reminded me of is, uh, I think it sounded like Mythbusters or something, but like you shoot like a, I think it was a nine millimeter round, but into into a frozen, like a lake uh-huh. that's really densely frozen and the bullet will just spin. Yeah. Because the, cool. the rifling on the barrel and it's like, oh, that's a little bit like that. So that video is posted. It was kind of fun. So basically you're a rifle with this. I am. You have a gun. I have a rifled barrel. Of <laughs> <laughs> an arm. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Holy cow, I'm just thinking how funny that would be if uh, my nickname was like Gavin Rifleman Goodwin. (laughs) (laughs) And I show up and like shank it. (laughs) Didn't say you're accurate, it says you have a gun. No, I just love it. Yeah, or or that it's an even good one. Yeah, no, it's just, it's there. (laughs) But it's, yeah, I've got a rifle of an arm. There we go. It's it's rusty and it's old and it's completely unreliable. Shoots those slugs. Yes. I've got a musket of an arm. 
thank you everyone for listening. Um, we really appreciate you. Uh, we, we really, really love the letters. Or letters. Did we get a letter? Goodness gracious. I, I We have an email. We have an address on our Facebook group. It's my P.O. box. So please send us a letter. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but no, we got some emails. And uh, we're going to get to those uh, in real time just in a few minutes. But you'll hear those next week. So if you're... Uh, you know, disappointed that we didn't get to that this week. We we just had we recapped the tournament and Sorry. went a little bit long because you know I wanted to talk about Avian murder. Um, so, uh, but <laughs> thanks so much for listening. We really really appreciate you. It's uh, right in proamdiscoff at gmail dot com, Facebook dot com slash proamdiscoff, Twitter and Instagram, which I don't think I still put anything on. Mm. Um, but the listenership is going up. We really that's so cool and so fun to see. I can see the stats growing and. Um, Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. And uh, until then, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. Cheers.